is up, bros? This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast in Funko Focus, we have a decent amount of new figures to talk about. Or not a decent... <laughs> wow, we've been doing Funko Focus for how long and you went back to how we used to do it? You know what? Bite me, man. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, we've literally been doing this since the new year. I know. Shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, what I meant to say was that we have a couple of super cool figures that we're going to talk about. <laughs> and That's better. In 4K Spotlight, we're going to be talking about uh, Wonder Woman 1984. And then for our Through the Wall segment, we are going to be discussing the Suicide Squad trailer, which came out today, as of the day we're recording. And it is so cool. Very, very cool. Anyway, and then for this week's headliner, we will be breaking down Freaky. Yeah, so this should be a really fun episode. Might get a little freaky. Wink, wink. Oh my gosh. But, um, tsh- don't. No. You don't get it, but, um, tsh- yourself on that. <laughs> that was sad. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Freaking dumb. <laughs> uh, anyway, before Rose makes another shitty joke, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's do it. Hello, my name is Brooker, and I want to talk to you about my fun horror podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Each week, I will talk about a different horror movie through one or two ways. Either a kill grade episode, where I come up with a cool rubric to grade the kills in each movie. I'll talk about the style, the method, and how impactful it was on me. At the end of the episode, I'll rank all the kills and tell you which ones are my favorite and which ones I thought sucked. I do also like to get a little academic with the movies and do more of what I call a horror review. I will talk about what was good, what was bad, what types of psychological fears the movie plays off of, and what I thought was the scariest part of the movie, while also throwing in some interpretation and wacky theories for the movie. You can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out on Tuesdays. Also, if you're a YouTube fan, these episodes are made available 48 hours early on my YouTube channel at Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brucker Horror or email me at BruckerHorror at gmail.com to let me know your thoughts and interpretations or if you have a movie request you'd like for me to do. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and I hope you get to enjoy the show. Alrighty, first up in Funko Focus, uh, we had Funko Wondrous Con uh, this past week, and they had a pretty decent number of new figures come out. Um, is the figure you are talking about part of the uh, the Wondrous Con? Uh, yes, it is. Okay, so yeah, talk to us about that. Okay, so with mine. Just because um, I feel I watched this uh, certain special probably a little too much as a kid. Um, 
but it is the Three Musketeers Donald Duck. And when it came to like any Mickey short or movie, this was my go-to as a kid. Because I don't know what it is, but I just love seeing Mickey, Donald, and Goofy as the Three Musketeers. And just always have a good time with this movie. Or yeah, you would call this a movie, right? Isn't the Mickey Mouse and the Three Musketeers a movie? I would say it's a movie. I okay. actually watched this for the first time ever, like maybe three weeks ago. What'd you think? I actually really liked it. Right? It's good. Yeah, I, I watched it like judgmental... a year or so ago uh, again and loved it just just the same. Yeah. I got some judgmental looks when Brielle came in and saw that I was watching it. <laughs> but I regret nothing. It was a really good movie. <laughs> Super funny. I can just imagine her walking past the TV. She's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I really, am, I really am married to a man child. <laughs> well, there was no doubt about that. I'm tr- true, true. Yeah, I think my favorite joke, because there was a lot of solid jokes in that movie. Um, my favorite one is when they're we're talking about going to save, uh, save many, and then they're just like, yeah, and then he make. Mickey's just like, or we'll die trying, and then they walk <laughs> off, and then Donald like kind of like loses all, like he's like enthusiasm, what? and he's like, no, he's like, wait, die? <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> what... <laughs> oh man, have you watched that movie on Disney Plus by chance? Uh, I want to say yeah. I think that's where I checked it out recently, but that was like. Probably almost a year ago now. I watched it a couple months after Disney Plus had first come out. Okay. Um. I don't know if this is just the movie or if I like zoned out or whatever. Did it feel like it? There was something skipped, or is that just the movie? Because it felt like when Minnie got kidnapped, they just kind of showed up at the castle. Oh, they do. Okay, that so that's just the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. That helps a lot. Yeah. Th- there's no like uh, tension or anything or like a uh, what's the word like struggle they have to go through to get to the actual castle. It's just like nope, bam, we're here. Yeah. Let's go, Pete. The... Dude, I I like rewound it a couple times and it kept skipping and I'm just like, did. Did Disney like come back and edit this because there was like maybe something that they just don't want people to see or like what was the <laughs> deal? But no, knowing it's the movie makes a lot more sense, but also brings up a lot more questions. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, the uh, um, Three Musketeers Donald is super cool. It is, and for all you wanting to know, uh, this will be a Amazon exclusive for the uh, Funko Wondrous Con. Noise. Um, do they have the Musketeer Goofy or Mick or Mickey? I want to say Donald's the first one. Ooh. So I mean, they better follow suit with uh, Mickey and Goofy. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense. No, it wouldn't. That'd be really cool to have those Super three. Cool. Those are three. Definitely or even like a. Uh, or even if they had like a th- a three. 
like kind of like the Avengers assemble, like th- where they all kind of go together with their swords. That would be actually pretty cool. Not gonna. That'd lie. be super cool. Um. All right. So you got anything else to say on on this figure? Um. No. I mean, I'm not gonna buy it, but that's just because I don't collect Funko Pops anymore. Doesn't mean I love it nonetheless. But yeah. Um, so me still collecting felt like I got a big old punch to the nuts this week. (laughs) Uh, with my Funko focus, I'm going to be talking about the immortal Hulk figure that's going to be coming out. Um, I think it's up for pre-order on Amazon right now. Can can we put the S figures? Figures? Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot there was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was focusing more on the Immortal Hulk one. Oh, okay. Um, but they have three new Hulk figures. Two of the, the one, two that I'm going to get. But yeah, I freaking felt like I got punched in the nuts because they released an Immortal Hulk, and this one is super freaking badass. It has like Hulk with his gamma aura kind of surrounding him. Uh, it kind of looks like lightning, and he's hold. It looks like he's holding a heart. It does. Yeah, so it's just like the creepiest looking Hulk. This but is you love by. It. F- I love it. I absolutely love it, and this is my newest favorite figure. I don't even have um have it yet, and I this is my favorite figure. I cannot wait to to see this in person. You know uh, what? I, I can understand why. But One thing that I've... aggravates the shit out of me, though, I feel like I'm going to have to order, like, six of them just so I can make, get the chase. The chase. I want the chase so bad. So the chase is a glow-in-the-dark, and it's just, like, the aura and some of the heart that glows. But it's so cool. I... Uh... <sighs> Wasn't there one that was a Target exclusive? I swear there was. Yeah, they're going to be doing a Blacklight Hulk. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and th- I'm pretty sure this is their, the, o- the only Blacklight figure that they're doing that's going to be 10 inches. Shit. Yeah, so if they release, if they release a normal-sized one and a 10-inch... I might cry. I mean, dude, it's Funko, so I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> yeah, but I'm getting that damn 10-inch. You getting those damn 10 inches? I'm getting those damn 10 inches. <laughs> I think that would be really cool for just, like, when I eventually move into my own space making that part of my Hulk wall where it's like the 10-inch Ragnarok and then the 10-inch Blacklight on the other side. With oh, yeah, that'd be super dope. Yeah. I'm, I I have a vision. <laughs> I have a dream. I have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I absolutely have a dream. <laughs> and it is going to look bad ass. <laughs> Dude, when I don't have to worry about like how much space I take up in a room anymore, oh my gosh. Fair enough. That's I'm going to turn enough. into Star-Lord. Like, I'm going to build some weird shit. 
<laughs> oh shit. Yeah, my Hulk wall is gonna be like my baby. Oh yeah, because is... forget Iris, apparently, guys. No, she's like my real baby. Like Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this I is only... just my Okay. These let... are just my plastic daughters. No. It's <sighs> I only get so much credit for Iris. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, I I'm only given so much credit <laughs> even though I feel she looks just like me. Oh dude, she's the spitting image of you. It's um yeah. it's insane. Yeah, but apparently I only put in some very minimal effort <laughs> into conceiving her, which I think is unfair in itself. Um, I think I did a really good job. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I say you did. Yeah, I feel like I brought my A game. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> But okay. once again, I only get so much credit. I was not the one that carried her for nine months. Uh, so having something that I actually worked on and no one can say that, hey, you didn't put in that much effort when I know damn well that I did. But that is besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to be my baby. That display is going to... Like, I'm going to just go hog wild with that display it is going to be a sight to behold like it's going to make my my uh the hulk shelf that i built look like shit damn bro dude it's so mean like i have a dude okay so i want you to picture this (laughs) i already have like an idea of what i want to do and if this black light figure is 10 inches, I'm going to, like, shit myself with joy. Um, <laughs> so, it's going to be, like, the Thor Ragnarok Hulk on one side, 10-inch black light Hulk on the other, in the center, and it's kind of going to gr- kind of grow outwards. But in the center, it's going to be exactly what my uh, the Hulk shelf looked like with the uh, the stones. Oh, so it's going to be the Infinity Gauntlet Hulk? Yes. So it's that's going to be, like, the center. And then, okay. like, outwards, it's going to be the uh, the rest of the pieces. But then outside of those, it's going to branch off even more and then, like, connect all of them together. Okay, that's, that's pretty bitchin'. Yeah, so it's going to be, like, a centerpiece and then just kind of work at work downwards a little bit kind of go off like spread off to the sides and then work the the way up it's gonna it's gonna be a freaking masterpiece when i'm done with it <laughs> it is going to be bitchin <laughs> i look forward like, to seeing it oh my gosh i can't wait i cannot wait to build this <laughs> Oh, shit. I'll have to, I haven't uh, drawn up the plans for it yet, but just wait, cause I I'm gonna make sure that it has like room for others, room to grow, cause obviously they're not gonna be done making Hulk figures, especially since I'm such a freaking whore. 
when it comes to Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, you really are. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to to show off what my vision is. <laughs> and then all my other pop figures are going to just going to be put up on the normal shelves. <laughs> F those things. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's my figure. Um, we will be posting about these on the day that this comes out. So head over to our Instagram or Twitter to see these. Or Facebook, yes. too, if you want. Uh, just search at the Albros. All of those. Do it. Please. Do it now. That was the worst Schwarzenegger impression ever. That was pretty bad. Wow. Damn. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking there. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> yeah, moving on over to 4K Spotlight. Rose, you want to take this one? I would love to. So, this Tuesday, which is March 30th, right? I say. Yes. So, Tuesday, March 30th, Wonder Woman 1984 will become the Blu-ray and 4K. Uh, it's going to have technically three exclusives. The first one being a uh, Target exclusive. Um, it looks like it's just a slipcover. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. It's it's cool, and it's really eye-popping. It's like Wonder Woman blasting off in her gold attire, and then, like, WW84, like, really promptly in the background. Um, and then after that one, uh, there will be a Best Buy exclusive steelbook. No shocker there. Um, that has, um, Wonder Woman kneeling down in her, uh, golden attire, and then on the back it has the W, and then on the inside it's when, uh, Cheetah catches, uh, the Lasso of Truth, uh, when they're in that, what was it, a museum, right? Oh, no, they were in the White House. Oh yeah, White House. I've, oh wait, um, is this per, is this before she transformed or after? This is uh before she transforms. Okay, then yeah, that one was in the uh, the White House. Okay. Um. So yeah, so that's the inside artwork. Um, I actually did pre-order this steelbook. I feel it's not going to sell out just because a lot of people did not like Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, and they usually mass produce DC steelbooks. So, if you guys want, probably either of the uh, Best Buy or Target exclusives, you really shouldn't have any problem getting them, I feel, if you go within the first week. Um, but then the other um, th- uh, three... Uh, wow. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is exclusive because I, I only ever see these releases at Best Buy, but it's the 3D version of Wonder Woman 84. So... Yeah, I can't believe that they're still releasing 3D Blu-rays. Who would have known? Or who would have thought? So, wait, is that mean the movie's in 3D or just the... No, the movie's in 3D. No, the movie's in 3D. Yeah. Oh. Do they give you, like, glasses to wear? No, like, you have to have, like, the 3D TV and, like, those special 3D glasses that you had to buy that were, like, hundreds of dollars. And you have to have a Blu-ray 3D player. and Yeah. So lame. I, mean, I feel like I always um, wanted to try it, but I never did. 
Yeah, I think everyone wants to try it. It's just like purchasing that is kind of... It's a big investment. <laughs> it is a huge investment. I think something that they could begin doing, because I feel like it's a... I wouldn't say like completely accessible, but just slightly more accessible, is have a Blu-ray feature with like a an Oculus Quest... So like a VR headset, and then that way you can okay. do VR in that. That would actually be pretty cool. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I feel like that'd be really cool. Um, I've actually played around with the idea of getting a VR headset f- to try and do a movie theater experience. Okay. So I like the way that it, I would do it would be like have like wear the headset but have the surround sound. And so like if you were to come into the room and look at me, it would just be like me sitting in like a couch or whatever watching or like with a VR headset on with the surround sound so you'd be able to hear the movie but you couldn't see it. Uh okay. If I was going like the more personal route, if I was trying to put on a show for everyone, I'd I'd probably just do a projector. Yeah, I say that's a good call. Yeah. But seeing as I am not very social and don't have a whole lot of friends, and Brielle is not super interested in the movies that I'm interested in, (laughs) I think the VR headset is going to be a decent investment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sorry to break that to you, buddy. It's fine. I've accepted it. <laughs> Lonely. I'm so... Lonely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. Uh, moving on over to Through the Wall. We got a new trailer for The Suicide Squad. Yes. Finally, after just having those, like, what was it, like, come-to-life character posters that we had last summer. Oh, my gosh. This movie looks insane. <sighs> this looks so much better. This looks so much better. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I honestly see them, too. The one problem I have with this trailer, there wasn't enough Captain Boomerang. But that's also due to the fact that I don't even think he was in this damn trailer. No, he was. Okay, well, he didn't talk. That is true. He did not talk. Yeah. But he was in the tr- in the trailer. Okay, yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, I think this movie's going to focus a lot around uh, Idris Elba's character, pacemaker, totally whatever, the polka dot man. Harley, probably King Shark. Yeah, can we just talk about that they announced that Sylvester Stallone will be voicing King Shark? No shit. Yeah, oh, you didn't see that? No. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone. I saw Sylvester Stallone's name. I didn't see if he who he was voicing. Oh, yeah, he's voicing King Shark. I need to re- watch that trailer because didn't he talk? He did. So you can kind of hear his voice a little bit, but they actually had to um, 
like after the trailer came out, uh, they had to be like, oh, if you recognize that voice a little bit, heads up, Sylvester Stallone will be voicing King Shark. So, so they actually had to point it out to people because <laughs> it really wasn't that clear. <laughs> so, Dude, is yeah. Sylvester Stallone like a really good voice actor? <laughs> Apparently. That's wild. Gosh, I I need to go back and listen to it because I feel like he said a couple things. The only thing I remember is the whole Finn thing. Or was it Hand? Hand. Oh, yeah, it was Hand, not Finn. Sorry. Yeah, and then he said something when uh, he was eating that one dude, which, holy shit. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, this movie looks crazy action-packed. Um, I freaking love the humor that we've seen in it so oh, far. Fantastic! The way that the Suicide Squad people are just like all hyped up, and they're like on a mission to rescue Harley, and Harley's just like, "Hey, what you doing?" I'm not trying to rescue you. That's what's doing. I, I just, I was like, "Oh, I, I can go back in, and you guys can actually go through this mission." <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this. And I can't believe that I get to watch this at home. I think I probably am going to go see this in theaters, honestly. (sighs) For James Gunn. I'm going to do it. For James Gunn. I feel like we're pushing like very hard with different (laughs) forms of media. Like you're pushing really hard to, for like the physical media and the movie theaters to stay open, and I'm like pushing real hard for at home streaming. You know, let let's do a test, shall we? Um, why don't I stop sending you digital codes and let's see if you do change your mind. <laughs> Uh, we'll get uh, back to you guys in a couple of months. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm incapable of buying movies for myself. Yeah, but are you really going to shell out the 20 bucks? Freaking fight me, Rose. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I'm, like I, you have no idea how happy I am to give you the digital codes. Like I'm grateful that they actually get used used because they would have just gone to waste if i don't give them to you but i really do wonder that if i didn't give them to you for every new release that we review would you actually go out and buy that movie i probably wouldn't buy it but i would rent it okay i've done that before uh with some other movies that have been suggested to me Uh, um actually jason from shit happens when you party naked uh, he wanted us to watch Big Trouble in Little China, and I actually went and rented it. We still yeah, have dude, to talk cause... about it. Who knows when that's going to happen, Jason? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I'm kind of glad she went and bought it, because there's no version of that movie that you can get right now that comes with a digital copy. So, yeah. yeah. Super good movie. I'm, like, super pumped to watch or to talk about it. Um, but yeah, he gave me a, a list of other movies I need to watch. I I need I still need to watch uh, Better Off Dead. 
like another movie that's super hard to find anywhere. <laughs> but I'm probably going to... It's been on my list for a while, and I'm probably going to end up watching it this weekend. <laughs> All right. I like it. But, I don't know yeah. what I'll watch this weekend. Now I'll find something. Anyway, sorry, getting back on topic. <laughs> the Suicide Squad. Uh, um, excitement level. I think I, as much as like I love what we saw, I want to see a little more. So I pro I probably say I'm at a nine. A nine. Yeah, that's pretty generous. I'm a, I'm a little lower, barely. I'm like a really strong eight. All right. Like I, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm super pumped. It's just. I I need a, like you said, I need a bit more. Yeah. I think I it had this had Courtney just to like, talk. Yeah, just I saying. think had this had a little bit more story to it, just a tad more. That, no, that's I think fair. I, I would have been up to, to a nine. That's fair. I can understand that. Yeah, but I'm not like, biting at the bit. Like ready to freaking pounce on this movie as soon as yeah. it comes out, even though I'm probably going to end up being that way anyway. I I mean I I'm just grateful that they brought back Viola Davis as Amanda Waller because talk about perfect casting. No joke. I'm just glad that they decided not to retcon everything. Yeah, that's true. That yeah, that's so. very true. Did you really quickly? Did you hear what a uh, David Ayer said about his cut of Suicide Squad? No one wants to watch your no. cut of Suicide Squad, <laughs> David well, Ayer. No. He added something. I think actually he just came out and said it today. So um, he said, "Oh, um, if we were to do an Ayer cut of Suicide Squad, it would need to be released after James Gunn's The Suicide Squad because if we release it before, that's just like a slap to the face to him." And it's just like, no, that way we can like make sure that we get the bad taste of that Suicide Squad out of our mouths for the actual good version. Yeah, shut up, David Ayer. <laughs> There's no good version of the Suicide Squad. No, no. you. It's, su it's just Suicide Squad. It's not the Suicide Squad. Oh, whatever. Come on, man. <laughs> There's no good version of Suicide Squad that came from David Ayer. Freaking screw you, man. <laughs> uh, but not like, we're not to the point of like, screw you as much as we are with James Cameron. So. No, James we Cameron. We still kind of like you. Go jump off a cliff. Yeah. Head first. With his stupid little ponytail. <laughs> yep. Oh, he has a ponytail now? No, that's just an avatar thing. <laughs> oh. Oh, so I thought he actually grew his hair out. I was like, really? <laughs> no, he would. Feel like like take he your would. tail, take your tail, stick it in your ass, and jump off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, super excited for the trailer. If you haven't watched it yet, go check it out. Yeah, it's wild, but it's awesome. Yeah. All right, but that's everything we got in news, so let's move on to this week's headliner. 
Let's do it. have not seen this movie please go check it out yes <laughs> it is so much fun uh, mm, yes very much so good show good show yeah and we're about to spoil that the entire damn thing so yeah if you don't want a good a decent twist room well yeah i'm i'm gonna shut up now i don't know what the hell i'm saying okay Caleb shut me up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if you guys, yeah. anyway, if you guys are not familiar with our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final all bros letter grade. Um, so the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development. Which for this being a horror movie, horror slash thriller, um, we're going to be talking about the logic. Um, so just the logic that they set up in this universe and whether or not they followed that logic. Um, then we're going to be talking about effects, music, costumes, and then at the end give it our own personal grade. And then all of those averaged out give us our letter grade yeah Yeah, so without further ado uh spoiler alerts ahead rose is going to ruin the entire damn movie for you if you have not seen it so you have been warned uh rose take it away all right so four teenagers are brutally murdered by a serial killer known as the blissfield butcher who then steals an ancient dagger known as Ladola. The next day, bullied high school student Millie Kessler attends the Blissfield Valley High School homecoming football game, where she performs as the school mascot. As Millie waits for a ride home near the now-empty school, the butcher attacks her. He stabs Millie in the shoulder with Ladola, causing an identical wound to instantly appear on his shoulder. Millie's older sister Charlene, a police officer, arrives and scares off the butcher. The police collect Ladola as evidence and initiate a manhunt for the butcher. The following morning, the butcher and Millie discover that they have switched bodies and they both make their way to Blissfield Valley High School. At school, the butcher, now posing as Millie, kills Millie's chief uh, tormentor, Ryler, by locking her in a cryotherapy tank in the girls' locker room. Um, I want to point this out. Is that standard in like all schools? have a cryotherapy chamber yeah no it is not okay because <laughs> i know i ain't a chick but i don't think af high had that shit nope like oh, where the know. hell even oh, was know? that it looked like it was it didn't even like look like it was it fit in it didn't like it looked like it was in a boiler room yeah i kind of did a little bit so that felt just a little out of place. It was a dope kill. Like, don't yeah, get me wrong, it was an awesome super death. dope kill. Um, 
Another thing I wanted to touch upon real quick, when the opening sequence when he killed the first four teenagers, I loved the nods to Friday the 13th and Halloween. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, so good. Just the way, like, he, like, honestly, like, sometimes I'm like, damn, Jason Voorhees ain't got nothing. Oh, no, Michael Myers ain't got nothing on this guy. Shit. Yeah, it was super cool because he was wearing uh, a mask, but it looked like a hockey mask. So that was the nod to Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees. And then there, like a lot of the ways that he moved around, very Michael Myers-like. Yeah. Yeah, Vince Vaughn did a great job with those uh, physical scenes. I mean, oh I don't know gosh, if that really was so Vince good. Vaughn. I hope it was. Yeah. He did so good. My like the f- favorite one is when he like threw the spear at that the last chick and missed and then he, like later she's running away and he grabs her and slams her against the the spear so yeah, she's stuck like, up on the wall and the way he comes and like looks at her and then just tilts his head she, exactly yeah, like, I was like, like oh, Michael, Michael I'm like, <laughs> like this is so cool. <laughs> Dude, that tennis racket kill was insane. Oh, that was wild. <laughs> like, damn. Dude, I was laughing the entire time. I'm just like, this movie's going to be epic. <laughs> Dude, it like was the, so good. The one where, uh, with the uh, champagne bottle down the throat, I started being like, okay, that, mm. I don't know why, but that one felt like a little too much for me. Maybe it's just because like watching like the lump start to come out the throat, like look, I I don't know. I guess that was too much for me, which makes no sense. Because yeah, honestly, that, with every war movie, I feel that, like it's that one was everything. a bit rough. Yeah, that one like, was definitely ugh. a bit rough. Um, it kind of gave reminded me of the Banana Splits movie with the because oh, yeah. they have to kill with the lollipop. Where it's like in his throat, but it's like super exaggerated. Just, I think the, just the subtleties of of that one, yeah, well, that was a bit much. I was just like, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. But uh, there was a lot of like really good scenes from that. Like I really liked how um, they didn't do like the classic trope of like him opening the wardrobe and her being like in there. And just, like, doing the classic, like, eh, scream. She had, like, a secret little area to hide in. Yeah. Which, um, you yeah, dumb bitch, ha- why didn't you just hi- stay there? <laughs> yeah, but also, like, when that happened, I'm just like, okay, what the hell? Is this turning into the Chronicles of Narnia now? Dude, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. um, Yeah, I didn't see that coming. So, I mean, kudos to you guys, I guess, but. Super cool, though. Super yeah, cool. Super, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Anyway, continue. All right, so at school, the butcher, now posing as Millie, kills Millie's chief torment. Oh, wait, no, I already read that, sorry. Uh, he realizes his innocent appearance grants him immunity from suspicion and murders woodshop teacher Mr. Bernardi. Another one of Millie's tormentors with a table saw. Dude, he was a bitch. Yeah, he was an absolute dick. 
He got what was yeah. coming to him. Straight up. And I want to know what the hell kind of wood shop is. What? <laughs> there was so much shit that was wrong with that damn wood wood shop. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is... Okay, just because, like, woodworking is a hobby of mine, the layout pissed me off. Like, right next to the opening of the classroom, they have a, a planer. A planer is something that you, you do to uh, take off, like, layers of wood, and just, it's like a thickness planer, so you're making the wood thinner. Okay. So, you have, like, whatever size piece of wood, and you need to be running it through the side but the way that it was set up it was going straight into a wall so why is the planer against a wall why was the the saw connected to a freaking string yeah that, like yeah. A, that i wouldn't even classify that shit as a table saw cuz it didn't ha- it wasn't like it was huge. Like that's the type yeah. of saw that you that you use for like milling. Hey, for, like make sure full they can trees. Cut someone in half. <laughs> yeah, I, and like also on top of that, the table. Like, what kind of wood shop is that dude running? Absolute horseshit. Absolute <laughs> horseshit. <laughs> Oh man, I didn't. I I'll say this: I did not dock for my personal grievances with the with the wood shop. Okay. So you guys are welcome. Sh- I'm yeah, but it I'm did piss off. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it did aggravate the living shit out of me. All right. Uh, Millie, now in the butchered body, finds her best friends Nyla and Josh and proves her identity to them by performing the school mascot's dance routine and answering a series of personal questions. Nyla and Josh research Ladola and discover that Millie must stab the butcher with the dagger by midnight or else the body switch will be permanent. Later that afternoon, the butcher lures Millie's crush Booker into a monster mini-golf course to kill him, but Millie, Nyla, and Josh arrive just in time to save him. Millie knocks both the butcher and Booker Booker unconscious, and she and her friends bring the two to Josh's house. After tying the butcher to a chair, Millie and Nyla try to explain the situation to Booker, who remains unconvinced until Millie recites a love poem she anonymously wrote to him weeks earlier. Josh watches over the butcher while Millie, Nyla, and Booker drive to the police station to obtain Ladola. Nyla tricks Charlene, the last officer in the station, into leaving so she can steal the dagger. Waiting outside in the car, Booker reveals that he has always liked Millie, and Millie divulges how she enjoys the newfound strength and confidence she feels while in the butcher's body, and they kiss. In the butcher's body. I hope everyone caught that. <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn kissed a... I don't, I, I don't know how old this guy was, this kid. Okay, we don't um, know if they actually kissed, because okay. it wasn't, like, on screen. Okay, so like, let's say it's a stage kiss. It is a stage kiss, yeah. but in they kissed nonetheless. <laughs> and 
It was I mean, gross. Kudos, <laughs> I mean, kudos to the director for talking Vince Vaughn and the kid to into doing a stage kiss to making making uh, them okay for this being on tape. I want oh. to know what in the hell happened in that kid's life that that seemed like a, a romantic thing to do. What? <laughs> yeah, he was getting very comfortable with Vince Vaughn. I was like, like, damn, kid, you're, I mean, you got some good acting chops, because, wow. Yeah, he, and that is very much reflected in the acting score. <laughs> yes. He, yes. oh my gosh. Dude, as soon as they were, like, in the car together and having, like, the heart-to-heart, I was like, okay, this is sweet. And then he's like, hey, can I get in the back? I'm like, no, they (laughs) will not. (laughs) Like, this movie does not have the balls to pull or to do that. Like, to pull off a kiss with (laughs) with Vince Vaughn. And sure as hell, that is exactly what they do. (laughs) Yep. It did make me respect this movie a whole lot more, though. Yeah, me too. I was just like, uh, shit, all right. Like, I guess there's nothing off the table for this freaking yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, the, <laughs> the butcher eventually escapes Josh's house, and Charlene catches Nihilus stealing Ladola. Still in the car, Millie sees the butcher enter the police station and runs in after him, but Charlene tries to detain her, unaware of the situation. Millie overpowers Charlene and locks her in a jail cell while the butcher escapes in a police car. At the Blissfield Valley High School High homecoming dance, the butcher kills four football players after three of them attempt to rape him, thinking he is Millie, and another forcibly kisses Josh. Yeah, uh, oh dude, like I was cheering that death scene. All those jocks deserve that so badly. I was like, mm, yeah. Can you kill him twice? Yeah, straight up. Dude, so she freaking, like, what? She she takes a bottle, s- cracks it over one dude's head, slashes the other dude's throat, and, and then, then, like, like stabs chainsaw to the nuts. another one. Yeah, yeah, and then chainsaw to the nuts. Like, how satisfying. That was so good. Yeah, it's perfect. That was so good. <laughs> it's like okay, that's that's like the only deaths I can excuse here. That, yep. that, that it makes the most sense. Like it, they deserved it, assholes. <laughs> it's like at that point you're just like, is he really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Alright, as midnight approaches, Millie finds the butcher and both Nyla and Josh hold him down while Booker uh, staves off the police. Millie stabs the butcher with Ladola and they switch back to their own bodies just as the police shoot down the butcher. Later, Millie and Booker reunite and they kiss again. After faking his death in an ambulance, the butcher follows Millie home and attacks her, mocking her physical weakness and anxiety. Millie, Charlene, and their mother struggle to overpower the butcher, but Millie finally kills him by impaling him with a broken table leg. I I, uh, mentioned this to Caleb uh, after we both watched the movie. The whole, like, ending with, like, him faking his death. 
I actually thought that was like her having a nightmare about that. Like, just like, oh, like she thought that he actually lived. But I don't know. I feel it would have been better if, like, no, he actually did die in the ambulance. I don't think he should have faked his death. That's kind of. Yeah. That was kind of like a nitpick. I think what they were trying to share with us was that Millie did have a sense of empowerment after being the butcher or being stuck in the butcher's body, having that sense of strength and everything. And I I think that's just what they were trying to show us. But I think where they went wrong is they could have shown us that when she was in school. I don't think they need to show her being like a complete and utter badass and killing the, or killing the butcher with a freaking chair or whatever the hell. I mean, it was a cool death, but it was a super cool death. And I was on the same team as the, the sister being like, good Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like a little over the top, but whatever. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think they could have gone about that in a completely different way. Maybe shown it more at school. Um, her standing up for herself. And I don't know. I think they just could have played it a little bit differently. And I think it would have fit in a bit better. The ending just felt very out of place. Almost like a like that was supposed to be the finale. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, it was just like the movie came to a climax, ended, and then tried bringing it back up a little bit, and then ending, and that's where I'm like, eh, like yeah, just, you lost me there. Yeah, like let the show, the movie climax, bring it down in tone, and then just ride that plateau. Like you don't need to try giving us another high. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, I think that's where. The story kind of suffered a lot for me. No, I agree. I honestly had very few problems with the story up until that point. Yeah. that That's what just ruined it. But overall, so we ended up scoring story at 86. So it was a really good story. I think above above average. Definitely above average. Um, I think the flow of the movie was really good. Um, there were some points that I feel could have been done a little bit better, but it was honestly just the ending that that killed it for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I, on, honestly, when they introduced, because um, I don't think I actually ever saw the uh, trailer for this movie. Um. So, like, I really only knew that they swapped bodies, but I didn't know how they did it. Um, so when they brought in, like, the fact, like, oh, you know, like, uh, he uh, found this uh, voodoo knife at this one house. That's how they switch bodies. I'm like, okay. I didn't know if it was going to work for me, but it absolutely did. I think it worked better than a lot of other body swap movies. I can definitely agree with that. Like, I was thinking back to Freaky Friday. And what was, they just made a wish at the same time? Oh, uh, it was a fortune cookie. 
Okay, yeah, a fortune cookie. Big freaking whoop. Like, that hey, doesn't whoa, seem like... Do I not no, bash I don't on th- Freaky Friday. <laughs> I'm not bashing on it. I'm just know, bashing I'm just on the the ending. Or, like, the, the way that okay, the... Okay, that's uh, fair. Not the ending. I'm bashing on the way that the transformation or the swap happened. This made a lot more sense in the way that it's Incan ritual magic. Yeah. And... Like they they made it that it had a historical precedent for swapping souls, so that makes a lot more sense to me than like some magic like lightning striking or whatever and swapping their consciousness. Like uh, the uh, fortune cookie said, a journey soon begins, its prize reflected in another's eyes. When what you see is what you lack, then selfless love will change you back. Yeah. So I think that makes a lot less sense than than this movie. This movie I actually really appreciated what they did with the uh the body swap. Uh, no. It it actually was really good. Just I I love the fact when first when the butcher first wakes up in Millie's body and it's just just the like her the way that I don't know, just this is more acting. So I'll save it for that, but okay. Um, but yeah, I think honestly that's our biggest complaint the the ending. The ending, I think they could have taken a completely different route, and I honestly, if they would have made that adjustment, I would have put this more in the ninety range. Oh, absolutely, hands down. It sucks how much an ending can ruin a such a good buildup. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it really sucks. All right, moving on over to writing. We ended up scoring that exactly the same, 86. Everything that was written for the character Joshua, her uh, guy best friend, um, was pure gold. Oh, my gosh. Like... So freaking good. I, um, so Joshua was the, uh, I mean, it, for it's her gay friend. Yeah, her yeah one of her, yeah her gay best friend. Um, yeah, her gay best friend, and yeah, I agree. Everything that came out of his mouth was perfect. So when Millie was trying to reveal herself or in the butcher's body and try to approach her friends. Um, her other friend. What was her other friend's name? Uh, Nyla, I think. Nyla, yeah. yeah. So Nyla is, um, a black girl, and so they're like running down this this hallway, and <laughs> Joshua is like screaming. He's just like, "I'm gay. You're black. We're so dead." <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it, I, I. I I died. Oh my god! And then they had uh, the butcher in Millie's body tied up, and Josh was told to uh, to watch and make sure that she didn't or he didn't escape. And so his mom comes home a little earlier than he was planning, and she's asking all these questions like, "Hey, why, <laughs> why is Millie tied up?" And he's like, "Oh, we're role playing." And she's just like, oh, 
okay. Uh, she doesn't seem super into this, and Millie's like in the back freaking out, and she's just like, so, and isn't role-playing like a sex thing? <laughs> He's like, yes, it is. Mom, I didn't know how I was going to come out and tell you, but I'm straight. <laughs> and she's just like, okay, first off, no. <laughs> I, she's just like, Joshua, you are many things, but straight is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that so much. <laughs> Dude, honestly, like both of those are great, but I still think my favorite one, like I knew that we were in a treat for this character was when they're uh him and uh Nyla are picking up Millie and I forget the guy's name, but he's just like, Oh my gosh, Mr. So and so, I love your black wiener. <laughs> 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 Uh, and for those of you who haven't seen the movie, he was holding up uh, a black or a yeah, little a black uh, wiener the... dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have. I should have actually said that. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but oh, so freaking funny. Oh, I love yeah, it so he, much. He was a a treat in this movie. Oh, very much. He was so, so much fun. And. I think he was a majority of the comedic relief. Oh, absolutely. Him and Vince Vaughn. Like, or Millie in Vince Vaughn's body. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was just so, so much fun. There was very few writing issues. Like, I'm trying to think. Okay, the bullies. So, like, the people that were bullying Millie... Like, there's this one dude that gets in her face and tries, like, barking. Yeah, that was... Or, that and, was like, something. scares the shit, at, like, scares her, and then he's just like, whoa! Like, just over the top. Um, And I feel like the... The other bullies in her life were a bit... just They were just a bit much. I think they were just overwritten. Either overwritten or overacted. You know, I don't really know. Yeah, it's 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 hard to tell, but it's just they they were a bit much. So, I mean, it was still enjoyable. Everything was still enjoyable. It's just I feel like that they are what brought it down for me, and the uh, the jocks too. The jocks were not written well. Yeah, they honestly were just stereotyp stereotypes, straight yeah. up. So, like we said, uh, writing is getting an 86. Moving on over to acting. So, I don't know who you graded. I focused mostly on Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. Yep. Uh, Catherine Newton played Millie slash The Butcher. And Vince Vaughn played The Butcher slash Millie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and then I put all the extras, like her friends and everyone else in kind of their own category and they're honestly i feel what brought it down the most <laughs> because Catherine yeah. newton and vince vaughn holy shit yeah like i enjoyed vince vaughn playing a teenage girl as much as i enjoyed jack black playing a teenage girl both brought their a game to these kind of performances oh my gosh yes absolutely i so freaking good. So good. I honestly, I think I 
I gave. I think I gave them both a hundred. Yeah, and no. Then what I, brought I it too. down was the extras. Oh, <laughs> uh, like um, speaking of Catherine Newton, and this is like honestly just like uh, her uh, doing kind of like method acting is when she first um, realized when she's the butcher and realizes that she's in Millie's body. Just like her, like reacting to like her surroundings, she's not saying anything. Her eye movements, the like when she like first sees like a butcher knife and like she's like looking at herself in it, like it's just like these little moments that I'm just like, damn, this is like so, you're not saying anything, but like the facial reactions you're giving, your movements are freaking amazing. Yeah, so freaking good. And then, like, the first interaction that we... Like, the first true interaction that we get to see with her is, like... Oh, so, obviously, after she kills the uh, the woodshop teacher, which... Prick. <laughs> yeah. Um, She goes out into the hallway and then runs into Millie and the Butcher. And you think shit's about to go down. Like, they're about, like, t- about ready to get into it. And then the it's hard to explain the butcher in Millie's body just screams and she's like, oh, my God, like freaking out. And then Millie in the butcher's body is just like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have to end up running. And it, I, I love that scene so much because you were expecting shit to like go down. You did. Honestly, you really did. And then you see, like, the butcher just go, like, crazy with screaming. And <laughs> I was just like, kudos. Yeah, he kudos. really does. He uh, definitely played with his advantages being in that body. Straight up. Or being a teenage I girl. I freaking loved him bitching about his body. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, so he tries uh, attacking the woodshop teacher but the woodshop teacher like bushwhacks him because he's in a little feminine body, <laughs> and the uh, <laughs> anytime he like tries to jump and like gets attacked, he's just like this body's effing useless. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then it's like the complete opposite with uh, with Millie being in the butcher's body. Like she's just like, oh my gosh, I'm so strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um there was one scene that like when she pushed nyla out of the way in the kitchen and she kind of like hit her back on like a table or something oh, i thought yeah. that was going to be a bigger deal i thought so too but she just bounced right back up yeah i was like i was going to think like oh shit did she just like hurt her friend but, but no, she ended up being fine. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I would need to see a chiropractor after that shit. Yeah. I've needed to see a chiropractor for a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I need to go see a chiropractor. Will I? Probably not. When it come, becomes a true problem, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. They... And... They, I'm referring to Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. They brought their A game, and I've seen Vince Vaughn before, and I feel like he, it's very much Vince Vaughn. 
like I feel like it that's kind of been the trope. It's just like Vince Vaughn plays Vince Vaughn. I he gets too much hate in my opinion. He does. And after seeing this, he has some major acting chops. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So freaking good. And I think I hope I we see him in more horror. Oh yeah, I hope so too. Cuz yeah, I'm, it's been a while since I've seen Vince Vaughn in a film, and I was very happy to see him back. Yeah. So, like we said, acting is in 93, and honestly, the only reason that it's that low is because of the extras. Yeah. I mean, Nyla and Josh kept... They, I feel they were just like a step below Vince and Catherine, um, I feel for the most part. Especially Josh, I feel he brought his game a little bit more than... Uh, Nyla, um, but yeah, it's just some of the other extras that really brought it down. Yeah, like, like I thought said, the, the mom, stuff kinda, like that. The mom and the sister, I feel, brought it down a bit. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, moving on over to character development, which, like we said earlier, we are going to uh, put that into logic. They. So it's just it's based off not like real world logic. Um it is going to be based off of the rules that they set up in this universe. And in this universe, Incan magic or was it Incan or what was it? Aztecian. Yeah, Aztecian. Aztecian magic is real. Um so they set that up just fine. The body swap, everything, like all of that made really good sense the thing that dropped logic for me personally was the strength of the butcher he felt just a little too overpowered i mean yeah i i can definitely agree with that i mean i i think um just because uh universal now um is in charge of like the Halloween movies. They were kind of uh probably like trying to make him Michael Myers but not make him Michael Myers and for the most part it's like honestly amazing how strong Michael Myers is, but he's been that way since day 1. Um and so I think that is I want to say that is actually kind of explained in the first movie, in the original Halloween. Um but I can definitely agree with you there. It's like honestly, it just comes out of nowhere. Like, hey, I'm I'm hella strong, you know. Like, no one can hurt me, literally, except for when I get shot at the end. Yeah. Um. I think that they were going trying to go for a bit of a more real world, um, strength. But yeah. His almost seemed superhuman because he was able to no, yeah, take Nyla and throw her against a table, and it. It was like across a room. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Or just like different things like that. Like any anything he was able to do, he kind of threw anyone across the room. And so there, the scene with the uh, the bully that kind of barks in her face. Uh, she decided to try and get back at him and pick him up. And I consider myself a big dude 
I'm six two. I'm like two hundred pounds, maybe probably a bit more than that. But I I consider myself a big dude, but I don't know if I could freaking lift up a fifteen sixteen year old kid and hold him up against a wall like that. <laughs> I mean, but how? I mean, how tall is Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn, I think, is like six four, six five. Like he's so, massive. I don't know. Honestly, that like just lifting him against the bathroom uh, wall. That honestly, I can definitely let that pass because I could absolutely see that. I mean, but you know, you got Shorty over here being five ten and all. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. Yeah, dude. I like other logic issues because we ended up scoring at eighty eight point five, so this is like pretty high, almost a ninety. Yeah, but I think the strength dropped it a little bit for me. No, I, I, and I can agree with that in the same way. And I, I also feel like the the woodshop teacher kill, also a bit. Yeah, that... I don't think that the saw it would. First off, what kind of saw can saw can cut a human being in half without it getting stuck? Yeah, and it was and... so he, she like threw him up on the table and then pushed him. Almost and she pushed him so yeah, so gracefully, like she didn't have to put any effort into it. It's like, yeah, no, so that, that is not how this should work. Yeah, so it's like, I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so I think those two things alone, so the strength and that particular kill, I'm also trying to think of may- like maybe the kill with the uh, the cryo chamber. I don't know if that if they would shatter like that. Like falling on the ground. Yeah, t- yeah, true. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah. So, any volunteers? For those reasons, it, it's it's getting. For those reasons, it's getting docked to eighty-eight point yeah. five. But overall, I think they did a really good job, even including the the magical aspect to the world. It I worked. Think it was really good. Like honestly. I didn't expect it to work as well as it did, but they proved me wrong. It did. Yeah. Uh, moving on over to effects. This. So we ended up giving this an 83.5, which is probably the lowest. Yeah, that is the, that is the lowest score so far. Yeah, I I honestly, I don't think there was too much, like, special effects. Like, everything I feel looked really clean. Like, going back to the um, woodshop teacher, that split in half, those prosthetics looked fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if it deserves an 83.5. Like, giving it some more thought, I think we could probably give it higher. Yeah, I'm thinking like, so I'm, as well. I'm trying to think of like all of the the special effects. Okay, so the the girl shattering, um, I feel like that looked pretty CGI. Yeah. 
but other than like that like every stab every like cut just anything involving blood actually did look really good yeah and there like the kills at the beginning uh the one with the the ratchet or the, not the ratchet the um tennis racket yeah that's it racket <laughs> i know it's it rhymed with ratchet yeah the tennis racket that looked amazing yeah like damn the kill with the bottle just like made me squirm uh, the spear against the wall that was re- that looked really good the other girl she was killed with a toilet lid right oh my gosh that was brutal yeah that looked super good but like also like damn Ooh. yeah right um yeah that looked really good i'm not i i I still i feel like 85 is still on the lower end for this what what do you think i feel it's a solid 85 solid 85 yeah that's just me i can be talked up though yeah i'm trying to think of like because we did say that the the ice freezing effect that definitely looked pretty cgi but all the prosthetics they looked really good um but the rest of them yeah i think 85 is more than fair okay yeah, so we're changing our effects score to 85. All right, moving on over to music. What did you think of this one? I I mean, the, the parts that they added it worked really well with the scene. Uh, we had some headbangers in there, not going to lie, um, especially in the uh, end credits. Um, yeah. The soundtrack was pretty good. Um, when... The butcher was in Millie's body and dressed up like a total badass. The the music that they were playing when she was walking into the school fits so well in oh, that, that scene. Oh, that was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. The it was so well done. And the the use of silence was really well used, too. So when the butcher was hunting down Millie in the beginning, she was under the bleachers, and it went completely silent. And when she was coming out, and the butcher comes and, like, jumps in front of her, and that's supposed to be, like, a jump scare, it wasn't too jump scary because I feel like they just they did a gradual um tone. That's so true. it didn't it wasn't like a dun dun <laughs> it was like a like a growing volume. And I it appreciated that. Yeah. Cause like we've said, we hate nothing more than cheap jump scares. Even though they if still you want to jump scare us, you have to freaking earn it. <laughs> yep. And I think that they had plenty of opportunities to do um, some big jump scares, but they all felt very, like, soft. Like, they weren't, like, really hard, in-your-face 
jump scares. They were just like soft ones. Yeah, and, no, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, and I appreciated that because uh, yeah, I'm I'm a well. bitch. <laughs> yes, he is. When he first, I I think we've talked about this, but when I first got killed to uh, watch horror movies, we literally had to watch the whole thing with, with the volume at like four. With yep. subtitles on. With subtitles on. I'm still on the subtitles. That's just because my hearing is, is garbage. Mm. But I can I can watch movies a little bit louder now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I started watching them at like 10. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good because normally I watch movie or I'll watch like normal TV shows or movies at... 13, 14. Proud bro right here. Proud bro. Yeah, so. I've gotten better. But, like we said, the use of music and the use of silence in this film. Really well done. Yes. Um, So we ended up giving the music uh, an 8. Very, very well deserved. Absolutely. Um... All right, next up we got costumes. So this one we actually also scored eight. And I love the costumes in this. Oh, so good. Um, I'm just going to say right now, Catherine Newton in that uh, red uh, leather jacket. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say besides that. Uh, meow. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Meow. I like it. Yeah, she... She's cute. And she, like, Very I, much so. I really like the, uh, the difference. Like, you... Like, they have, like, the, the contrast between uh, Millie and Butcher Millie. And like normal Millie, like her hair is very not not well kept. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wears a lot of sweaters and like knitted items. Yeah, and it's just like very, very plain, very plain looking. And when the butcher dr- gets dressed, um. It, like we said, it's like a leather jacket. It's jeans, like things that like complement her. I don't know how old Catherine Newton is, so this it feels weird talking about it. But it's just uh, how they complement. Let's her find figure. out. So, so <laughs> that, that way we can't, we don't have to feel weird. Yeah, if she's like still like not healthy. She's twenty four. So we're good. Oh, she's our age. <laughs> yeah. So Okay. I feel I feel like this would have been weird to talk about like it would have been weird to talk about a minor this way. Yeah. But yeah, so like she was wearing jeans. She was wearing um kind of black. like a, a tight sh- a tight shirt. It, it, yep. What was it? It was like a black shirt. Yeah, it's like a black, uh, like low cut V neck. Yeah, so just things that very much complemented her figure, and then even the hair, like her hair was like, it was in like a a ponytail, but it was just 
you could tell like there was a huge difference between the two. Yeah. Just a, a lot of things that complemented her. And on top of that, I feel they even did a really good job with uh with Vince Vaughn and his costumes. Like he was wearing just some ratty old sweatpants. Yeah, but it worked. It's simplistic, but it absolutely worked for his character. Yeah, it it worked super well. It just everything was just really well done. At least costume wise. So yeah, yeah we ended up giving costumes an eight. So again, really well deserved. I think these costumes stand out above some other previous ones. Like I think our average costume score is like typically a six. It's just like if it works for the characters. Yeah. The ones that stand out a little bit, we give a seven, and the ones that stand out a lot, um, we give an eight. Like, let's see what some other eight ones. Like, we gave an eight for costumes in week to We Can Be Heroes. Uh, same with Wonder Woman 1984 and the Banana Splits movie. Like, they were exceptional. Yeah. So, very happy to give it an eight. All right, and then that brings us to our final category, which will, or is our personal grade. So, Rose, you want to start? <laughs> sure. Why'd you forget the words? Come on, man. I know. Um. Anyway, uh, freaky, fun ass horror movie. Um. A blast from start to finish. Um, Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton are incredible in this movie. Um, if you guys want a fun ass horror film, that's like the it's like the horror R-rated version of Freaky Friday. Watch this. It's it's so good. Um, so I am going to go. Hmm. No, I'm going to go on 89. Nice. All right. Um, gosh, I really enjoyed this movie. It was such a treat. Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. Like, I knew Vin. I like Vince Vaughn as an actor. This is easily my favorite performance of his. You know, shockingly, and I know this movie gets a lot of hate, but I love it. Um, my favorite performance of his is actually uh, him and Fred Claus. I don't know if I've seen Fred Claus all the way through. I don't know. I love that movie. Yeah, that's well, one movie I watch that, every year. Like that's another like that's one of those roles where it's like he plays himself, and I I feel it works. Yeah, so. I mean it works. Like he he definitely got typecast as like a quick witted, uh, can't shut up kind of person. Yeah, true. And in <laughs> this, it just proves that he has more to him than that. No, absolutely. He can play terrifying and intimidating. He can play like he can play a, like a little teenager, a little teenage girl. <laughs> yep. Quite and well. It's, yeah, really freaking well. It is so much fun. And Catherine Newton, holy shit. Like, she is incredible. I don't think there's been a movie that she's been in that I haven't liked. 
Paranormal Activity 4. There's only one movie that she's been in that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. That was perfect. <laughs> Dude, oh, how man. old was she in that? Like, how long ago was that movie? I don't know if I want to know because I thought she was like super hot in that movie. Um, let's find out. Let's see. Paranormal Activity. Well, she was our four. age. If that makes us feel, if that makes you feel better. Okay, so 2012. How old were we? So, so 12. We were just plus... barely 16. Yeah. That's yes. fine. We were 16 too. Uh, okay. True. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue with that. She, she's, she's super cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she is. Her acting ability is so good, and I feel like she's, she's able to move around quite a bit in the type of roles that she plays. Like, yeah, she, she really in, is. She was just like a, a well-driven, motivated character in like Detective Pikachu. In this, she played two different types of people: one serial killer, one like peppy teenage girl. Yeah. <laughs> um. She was. She was like she played some really good dramatic roles in the uh, map of. The map of perfect or the, uh, perfect little things or or something like that on Amazon. Great movie, recommend it. Um, okay, I'll check. It she out. did really well in that. Her emotional scenes were just so good, and yeah, and that like I am so excited to see what the future holds with Catherine Newton. She is easily one of my favorite up and coming actresses today. I can definitely agree with that. So, I'm actually going to go a little higher than you. I'm I'm giving this movie a 92. I, I love loved it. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much freaking fun. And can't recommend it enough. So, those two grades together average us out to a 90.5. So, that means that the final All Bros letter grade for Freaky is... Really quickly, I'm going to change this up because I feel whenever I drum on the uh, table, you can't actually hear it. So, drum noise, 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 drum noise. There we go. That was awful, wasn't it? ever do that again. Okay, I tried, I failed, okay? Yeah, so... Don't. Okay, fine. You know what? I'm just going to get a mini drum, okay? I'm, I'm just going to get a mini drum. I'm sure they make them. They probably do. All right. Anyway, on here. I the, final, the final grade for Freaky is a B plus. That's not bad. Yeah. It's a pretty strong B plus. Ooh, nice. I mean, kind of. It's not our strongest B plus, but it's up there. So it's sitting in an 87.3 seven percent okay so it's it's really good it's a super solid movie um so comparing this to some other b plus movies 
this is 1% lower than the prom. Y'all know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, 2% Same. lower than Elf. Okay. 2% lower than Better Watch Out. Fair. 2% lower than Marriage Story. Yeah, okay. Right in line with Halloween. Ooh, okay. The OG, right? Not the 2018? Right. This okay. is the OG. So it's actually 0.3% higher than Halloween. Blasphemy. It's like barely higher, but I Still don't blasphemy. disagree. <laughs> oh, screw you, buddy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, it is 1% higher than Nightmare on Elm. Yeah, okay, I can accept that. Yeah, it is right, it's like damn near neck and neck. It is 0.2% higher than Psycho. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's 2% lower than Defy of Bloods. Okay. 2% lower than Ready or Not. Alright. And 2% lower than Black Panther. Alright. And much, much higher than Friday the 13th. Actually, where is Friday the 13th? Oh, yeah. Much, much higher than Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not even fair. Like, Friday the 13th is sitting at a D. <laughs> I know. Well, I, was, I only said that just because you mentioned like how uh, it went with uh, Halloween and the Nightmare on Elm Street. So I figured, hey, you just might add that it's a lot higher than the other OG Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I I kind of realize now that that was a theme. Or so for all of our no, our not November, all of our October episodes. So we had Babysitter, Killer Queen, Psycho. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm, and Halloween. The only So, the Babysitter was a C+, and Friday the 13th was a D, but all the other ones were B-plus movies. Hell yeah. Yeah, so this puts it, like, right in line with, uh, with those movies, and it's hard to disagree. It is a super fun movie. It really is. So, go check it out, guys. Please. Yeah, please go check it out. Such a good film. Highly recommend. Um, but that concludes this week's breakdown. Uh, if you guys like this episode, want to hear more of our stuff, uh, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are pretty much anywhere that you can find them. Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube, as well as some bonus videos that we'll make one day. More than likely Someday after I move, over like, the we'll, we'll freaking hit the gas. Um, you know, yeah, I just want to point out really quickly, sorry, um, if, if, um, because I want to, you know, go back to doing those, like, uh, Blu-ray hunting videos. Have you seen how drastically Best Buy has cut down their, uh, physical media sections? No. It's it's not aisles anymore. It's literally just one facing on this side and then another facing on the other side. That's Shit. it. 
yeah, physical media is dying, people, at Best Buy, and this sucks ass. <laughs> I'm pissed the hell off. Orem is still the same way, but yeah, AF has completely changed, and I'm sure Orem is going to, it's going to happen to them next, very soon. So, oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Well, if you want to hear more of that kind of stuff, that's what you can look forward to on YouTube eventually. <clears throat> uh, you can also follow us on social media if you want to hit us up with an episode idea, uh, want to answer our question of the week, or if you want to join us. Um, we would love to have anyone on. We're on Facebook, facebook.com. Face- Why did that sound weird coming out of my mouth? Facebook.com forward slash The All Bros. Twitter and Instagram at The All Bros. Uh, you can also email us at channel at gmail.com. Uh, check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash The All Bros. Links are going to be in the description of the episode, so go check those out, please. Um, or if you want to buy some merch, you can find a link to that on our website or go to tpublic.com forward slash user slash the Albros channel. We'd love to hear from you guys. And hopefully they don't keep dropping our pictures. Oh, for real, though. What was like, the most recent one that got dropped? Wasn't it Wonder Woman? I think so. I'm yeah, pretty that's sure. that's shit. That is absolute horse shit. I drew that from scratch, you pieces of shit. Uh, as you can see, Caleb is very passionate about his designs, as he should be, because they're fantastic. I worked hard on that shit. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> fantastic. Uh, anyway, I'm pissed off. <laughs> Wait, really quickly, I want to make sure that... Oh, no, it was the Aquaman breakdown. I got pulled. Oh, that's another one that's absolute horse shit. <laughs> Freaking dumb. <laughs> Freaking Warner Brothers. You can go suck a duck. <laughs> Anyway, um, so next week, uh, we will be breaking down Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, buddy. Hell yeah. Uh, this should be <laughs> an interesting movie. I don't expect this to score very high. I mean, hopefully it, it surprises us. Um, yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, but... I know this the one, first reviews just, are pretty good. Movie. Yeah, yeah. So the first reviews seem really positive. Everyone, so yeah, this one seemed to fit the bill. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you guys can look forward to that next week, as well as some special announcements. Um, but yeah. Um, until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb, and I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. Show long. So bad. Just keeps getting worse every single week. I need to take vocal lessons. I think that's what it is. Probably. It, like, <laughs> how it goes, it's like it's like a really good one, and then just like worse, 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 and then really good one, and then worse, 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 worse. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>